Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and we are here to answer all your questions about sex, relationships, sexual health, sexuality, anything with the word sex in it. We're here for it. Pretty much anything at all. Flying buttresses, assassins, because they have button ass in them. I like those words, too. Can we answer words about button ass? Any, any word that sounds related to sex, we're interested in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ongoing conversation that's going to last forever. Um, and we love answering your questions. Normally, I say it at the end of the episode. But if you have any questions, you can just send them send us an email. We're the sex wrap at gmail.com and we will get to your question eventually. <laughs> and we've had a lot of questions. Um, last week, our episode was about Roe versus Wade being overturned and what does that mean for individuals in our society. And we've had some more questions coming in about that, like about, um, should I get a vasectomy now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned? I mean, that question is, if we weren't going into summer break, we would do a whole episode about, should I get it? We've had vasectomy episodes before, but should I get one? Um, and these are questions coming in from men who are like 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, and the answer is, you should probably think about it a lot and talk to a sex positive health professional to help you get through that whole conversation. Um so th for those of you who don't know, vasectomies are a permanent form of uh, birth control for men. Um, it's a kind of sterility where uh, the vas deferens is severed and then a man can no longer transport sperm from the testes outside of his body. It all gets resorbed on the inside. So after the procedure is done, a few months later, you get it tested and usually the sperm count is zero, which means that you can have unprotected sex without the thought or threat or inconvenience of a pregnancy or potentially an abortion in the future, but it is a permanent procedure. Um, and uh, while they're only a couple hundred dollars or free to have performed, if you can find a provider who gives them, getting them reversed if you want kids later can cost tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and it's likely that you won't be able to find providers who take insurance to do that. So, I mean, 
if you're like 20 and you're thinking about getting a vasectomy because you don't want to have kids now, but you might want them later, the answer is you probably shouldn't get a vasectomy and you should use some condoms instead. If you're 22 and you're like, I never want to have kids, then you can get yourself a vasectomy now. Eh. There you go. <laughs> well, to, Sorry, to answer that's that a lot. question in <laughs> one minute. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there. And, you know, all of these questions are so important. And, you know, we love um, spending, you know, we usually spend 20 to 30 minutes answering a question. And that's, you know, we just wanted to kind of bring that up today, because there are more questions related to this issue. And we encourage you to keep asking these questions. We also, you know, respond to things um, on our social media accounts, too. So we are you know, answering in a lot of ways. So keep the questions coming in. Um, we are here for you. And um, and even though we're going on break in August, we will still keep up with the social media. We are still going to be there. So we will still be around. Okay, I will be doing it. Andrew made a face like, the heck I'll be doing that. I'm I, going to places I, where I there's no in, there's no internet where I'm going. I'm taking like, a my. I, you've all heard me say it before. Like, you know, I like Disney. I like travel to Europe. I like going all these places. But I love a vacation where there's no cell phone and no computer and no television. Like it's the only time I get to disconnect from the world. And I'm going to disconnect from social media as well, even though I'm already pretty disconnected from social media anyway. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's see. So uh, we are going to be gone for a month, but we will be back. Keep those questions coming and we will be light on our social media. Light. There we go. Light on the social media. Um, but we do have a question for today. Uh, and the question for today is, what's the problem with hey, you guys? Yeah, that phrase, you guys, um, has stirred up a lot of controversy in the past couple of years. Really, I would say in the past year. And... I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about the controversy and I really want to talk about it. And I'm really excited to get into this a little bit today because there, there's um, some unintentional harm that that phrase is causing. And that's what we want to talk about because it gets into this place where no one who says you guys is trying to hurt other people, I don't think. And it's often a phrase that is so common in our culture that it just rolls out of people's mouths. It's like very, very common in a lot of places. And the more and more attention that we are placing on gender inclusive language, there's been more and more attention specifically to this phrase because of how common it is and by how many people use it. I mean, up until a few years ago, I used to use it pretty frequently, too, until a student said, you know, Dr. Porter, 90% of us aren't guys, and you probably shouldn't be calling us guys. And I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't be calling you guys. Um, and then for me, the big nerd that I am, the problem was English, you know, the language, our primary language, it doesn't have a gender neutral second person plural pronoun. That's like a lot of words for we have single person pronouns where you can say, hey, you, but we don't have a pronoun where you can say, hey, group of people. Um, if you speak Spanish, estetis uh, is how you would say a group of people in plural. Um, or in German, you'd say ear. Um, I'm saying that incorrectly. It's I-H-R. But English, we just don't have that word. Like, it's completely missing from modern day English. Uh, and like so many other times, masculinity has run in to kind of fill that vacuum. Um, I'm sure you remember 
Masculinity is like, don't worry, I got this. I have priority, like I always do. <laughs> like a, you learn whenever you're writing, you always put he before her or him before she. Like it's always you put the male first. I think the best example of what happens in English um, is the priority of maleness at weddings, especially like weddings in more conservative parts of the United States where like if Spring and I got married, we would be introduced as Dr. and Dr. Andrew Porter instead of Mr. or Mr. and Mrs. Andrew Porter. Like they, they completely get rid of Spring's first name. They get completely get rid of her last name and it all becomes about masculine priority. And I think Hey You Guys is like the lightest touch of that level of feminine erasure in English. Like that, that's just, that, that's, that's my problem with it overall. Cause it's part of that overall issue that minimizes the female experience that removes women from conversations that makes femininity this kind of negative thing um, and puts all that priority back on masculinity. But more than that, it's also traumatizing to people who are non-binary, right? So people who identify as non-binary um, are struggling every day to have people use the pronouns that they identify with, and they are receiving micro and macro aggressions from people all around them um, all day. That I mean, I can't even imagine how many times a day that happens for someone who is gender nonconforming, right? So when we start to think about how much trauma is like building up for people that identify as non-binary, then we say, why would we want to add to that? Why would we want to use this term? That is going to be yet another thing for them to deal with, another thing for them to say, really? <laughs> like it's just it's just mean, right? Like, and we know that more and more people are identifying as non-binary. And as we have this bigger portion of the population identifying in that way, then we're alienating even more people and actually traumatizing them by using this term. I mean, I don't like most aspects of a ma of modern masculinity. Um, like it, causes so many issues. We have a, we have an entire episode about toxic masculinity. We've talked about the issues with it previously. Um, and sometimes I don't want to be lumped in with that mess. Like, no, I am not in the man box. I am not going to do the, the negative things that masculinity does. Um, so I don't want to be lumped in with, hey, you guys either. Even in an all-male group, I think we probably have better language that's more inclusive of everybody out there. Um, and I just want to take a second uh, before we go on break uh, that a lot of people talk about woke and wokeness and a lot of people talk about political correctness and a lot of people talk about uh, like those words as a negative. They're really when you're in civilization and talking to other people in group situations, especially if you don't know people very well, it's like, how can you be a polite human being with a small amount of empathy? That's really all they are. Those two words is like, I just don't want to be an asshole. That's it. Like, I don't want to make people feel bad. I don't want to make people feel disincluded. Um, now, if you want to do all of those things, right, if you want to be a jerk, if you want to make people feel disincluded, just be a hate comic, you know, get a gig at the Laugh Factory and make fives of dollars for your work trying to make people feel bad. But in our normal everyday lives, our overall connection to other human beings should be like, What's the minimum amount of effort that I can put in to make sure that you feel included and safe? And that's really what we're talking about with, hey, guys, like if we change that to something else, we're going to help, you know, 
most women and then most people who are non-binary, and there's probably some trans folks in that list as well, feel part of our conversation and safe. And with that, we will be right back. Thanks for listening, everyone. Welcome back to the Sex Shop, everybody. Today, we're talking about, hey, you guys. Have you have you ever seen the movie The Goonies? Um, I don't like that movie. I've seen parts of it as a child, but not really. Oh, like the, the, <laughs> bit, the big tagline is the person who has developmental and physical disabilities screams, hey, you guys. And then the person who's overweight screams, hey, you guys back. That's Horrible reference. Ignore that I said that, everybody. Um, Goonies is um, all the isms mashed up from the 90s. All right, never mind, never mind. So we were just talking about, hey, you guys, I went on my big, long spiel about let's just be polite and make people feel included. Um, And I think that's a low bar. I don't think that's a huge ask overall. Like, hey, like, don't make people feel bad. Um, And I use gender inclusive pronouns and gender neutral language all the time. Like I'll be at a big meeting or I'll be in an event or I'll be hanging out with my nieces and nephews and, and conservative family members. And I'll be like, I'll they and them constantly. Like I'll make everything gender neutral and everything inclusive. Zero times has anybody said, hey, use she, use her, use a gender specific people people don't even notice whenever you make things just a little bit more inclusive um even people who are looking to be offended by my wokeness yeah this is something that people don't get angry about when you do some people will get angry about ways that you are being more progressive let's call it but this is not one of those ways um And it's really interesting because people actually don't notice it when you're not doing it, but people definitely notice it when you are doing it, right? The people are going to be hurt by it. So I think that's a great argument for making the change, right? Like you're not alienating anybody. You're only helping people by making this change. And it's not the easiest change to make if you're used to saying a phrase, if you're used to saying, you guys, every time you're talking to a collective group of people. I know for me, it took like at least six months of like constant, constant catching myself. I had to like incorporate, you know, every time I would say it, I would tell people, oh, sorry, I'm trying to get that phrase out of my vocabulary. And I would then recorrect myself and say another phrase, which I like y'all because I did grow up in the South for a few years. My dad was military, but we did live there. And that was a word that I used growing up. And so that's an easy word for me to replace. And as I went through that journey of replacing that word, I kind of felt like, OMG, I'm never going to be able to change this. Like it felt overwhelming for a while. And then all of a sudden it just stopped showing up and I I don't ever say it anymore. I haven't caught myself saying that in a while. And it's it's pretty cool that you can actually just train yourself out of something. And so if it feels overwhelming, if it feels like I would never be able to get that out of my vocabulary, I say it too much. I'll say, well, that's not true. <laughs> it is possible. It might take a, several months. It might even just take a couple of weeks for some people, you know, um, depending on how often you use it and how kind of used you are to using a phrase like that. But it's definitely possible to um, start to phase out. And I have put together a pretty big list. Um, and if you use a, a, a gender a plural gender neutral word. Um, we would love to hear it as well. Um, Spring, do you want to hear my list? 
<laughs> yes. Yay. Good. Uh, you're going to hear it anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so I use friends a lot. I say, hey, friends, uh, pretty frequently when I'm talking to groups of people who are acquaintances and friends. Um, but you can use words like folks as well. I am from North Carolina, where y'all is constantly used. It's kind of, it, The South is never the most inclusive part of the United States, except with, hey, you guys, where everyone says y'all. So like, good job, the South, for once. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you're at work, you could say colleagues, you could say everybody, um, you could say team. Um, I say, hey, team, a lot. I send out emails, hey, team, to groups all the time. Um, some people like guys and gals or guys and gals and pals. Once again, you're sort of getting to that murky area where do you put the masculine first? Do you put the feminine first? Um, I think a really interesting test is sometimes people will say, oh, no one gets offended by me saying, hey, you guys. And then you turn back and be like, okay, girls. Uh, if you respond back with the feminine, people will freak out. And as soon as that happens, you know that it is about gender and it is about power and it is about control. Um, so funny little test. Only do it if you're in a safe space. You can call people honored guests, right? Instead of ladies and gentlemen, you can call them distinguished guests. Uh, if you're from Pennsylvania and you've ever been to <laughs> Philly, people say use all the time. It hurts my ears. I don't like it very much. But what's worse than use is if you're from Pittsburgh, people say yins. Oh, yins. Um, and if you're from Appalachia, which is the rest of Pennsylvania, people say yuins. Um, if you happen to be uh, from Eastern Canada or Ireland, people say yeah, like what yeah up to. Um, if you're from the UK, like my mother-in-law, uh, you say you lot. So instead of just saying you guys, you say you lot. Um, there's also you all, you both, squad, party people, beautiful humans, lovely people. You are my peeps and you are my sex rappers. All of those work just fine. <laughs> sex rappers doesn't work in every context. <laughs> Spring hates it. I, I think it's fine. I, I mean, I think of you all, if you're listening, you were one of my sex rappers. You are not a used up condom rapper unless you want to be. And I support you in that. All right. <laughs> So Spring, Spring's making are, really funny faces right I, now. I hate that term. <laughs> we've been, we've we've fought over that term before, um, and by fought I mean laughed and had a discussion. Um, <laughs> so there are so many words you can use, right? And you just have to decide like what's going to be your go-to replacement so that you can start to train that out, right? And so you can have this like collection of words, of course, but. I think you should choose one that you can like choose to try to replace that phrase so that every time that phrase is coming up, you can like make a conscious choice and say, oh, I want to use this instead. So I recommend choosing one that like sounds like it fits in your language well, one that like rolls off your tongue well and gives you an opportunity to start to be more inclusive. Um, even though I don't like the um, guys and gals or the guys, gals and pals that much, because I don't, I don't, I don't think we need to like do so much differentiation and try to like think about what categories people fall into. What I do like about the guys, gals and pals one is that if you accidentally say you guys, you can just keep going. You can be like you guys mm -hmm. and gals and pals, right? It's a great, that's a great transition one also to like help you start to move away from that. So if you catch yourself saying it, you can like roll it into this other one, which I think is a nice kind of save, right? So you could use that, um, in transition, but I think 
choose the one that sounds like you choose the one that sounds like it will flow in the way that you speak in your languaging and then start to do the work to ask ask people to help you out ask your friends like if you hear me say you guys help me out if you hear me say and i mean we've been talking about you guys today but there is so much gendered language in our culture. This is just one of the most prevalent forms, but there's so much gendered language and it's, it's about catching them all. It's about catching like, what other things am I saying that might not be inclusive? What other things could I help repair in my speech pattern to give everyone around us this like, beautiful way to live, right? Like, how nice would it be to not feel like you're being attacked <laughs> when you're or just, just ignored or yeah. invisible or excluded. Yeah. Um, and some of them are more appropriate for workspaces. Like uh, if I'm at a big meeting, I probably don't want to say like, hey, you lovely people. Um, like you can just say everybody or you all. Like it's that simple. Like you don't have to work hard. Like Spring likes y'all. I like y'all. But if y'all aren't into that, <laughs> like the easiest ones that you can transition to that nobody can argue with is everyone or you all. It's that easy. Yeah. All right. So what we're asking you to do, you have homework this week. If you've made it to the end of our episode, there are there, there is a clear pathway and Spring has described it, but I'm going to codify it into three steps for you. Number one is model and self-correct. And my model is you try in, in, in groups to use more inclusive language. Um, and when you mess up, you stop in front of the group and say, oh, hey, I didn't mean that. I mean you all, not you guys. Um, and my journey to become better at this, uh, I told my classes. So like 50 to 100 people, I told them like, hey, I'm trying to be more inclusive. If I say this and you catch me on it, you get an extra credit point. I don't know if you can do extra credit with your friends, but you can ask them for correction, which is number two. People who are close to you and good friends, you say, hey, I'm trying to change this. It's important to me for all of these various reasons or even one reason. I want to be more inclusive and say, like, can you call me out if I do it? And you can be like, can you call me out like with a text message or can you call me out like depending on your comfort level? Um and then the third stage, after you've gotten your own you guys out of your lexicon and you have something better in its place, um, start calling it out to people around you. Not, not viciously in groups, because remember, people who say you guys aren't, are not saying it to be hurtful or harmful or trying to exclude anyone. They're just used to it because English is missing that pronoun. Um, but for people who are close to you and around you, uh, start calling it out for them as well, saying like, hey, I, I'm working on being more inclusive with language. Why don't we be inclusive together? So those three steps, model and self-correct, ask for help. And then once you get yourself under control, so you can start calling other people out. That's and, it. you know, one thing that I love about um, this example where Andrew said, you know, that he was giving extra credit when people, if people caught him, um, you can do forms of that in your everyday life. I've done things like this to help me shift behaviors. Like I um, was trying to be less judgmental. So I told my friends, like, if you catch me being judgmental to someone else or to myself, I'll give you a five minute massage, um, which like, it wasn't like a hard thing for me to do, but it like, it became like a real reminder, right? Or it could be like, if you catch me doing this, I'll give you a dollar or I'll buy you a coffee or tea or something, right? Like you can build little things in and they don't have to be monetary. That's why I like the like five minute shoulder massage. Um, you can think of little things like that to like, it helps other people like want to play the game with you, right? <laughs> 
Um, and then they don't feel like they're just being a jerk or trying to like call you out on something, right? Like it becomes like something a little more fun. And also like there's an actual thing that's happening, which serves to um, really help you change the behavior a lot more quickly. Yeah. Uh, I love the massage. I was going to say you get a jar and every time you do it, you put $5 in. And then when you finally corrected your language, you have a whole bunch of money and you can do something really fun with it. But massages are are, are great too. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to say to all of our listeners? I want to say thank you for listening to this episode because I know that means you care about the world around you and that you want to be inclusive. And I just want to say thank you for for doing that. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Uh, Empathy is really important. It's how we make the world a better, safer, happier, more inclusive place for everybody. Um, And if you can work on this, it means that you're making the world a more empathetic and inclusive place. And we love that. And we love you for it. So thank you. All right. Well, if you have any questions about this episode, any follow-up questions, or any other questions about sex or sexual health or relationships, we'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email. We're thesexwrap at email.com. That's wrap with a W, W-R-A-P. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And you should definitely check out our uh, social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Wrap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.